the cause of our democracy, because of the subjects that were discussed on those platforms. Before we got on joy as a think tank, mm-hmm. or even as an individual, I recall I'd, said, I'd, I'd spoken of uh, Komladumo, yeah. the late Komladumo, may so rest in peace, and I told him that, well, look, I'm a, I'm a young man who believes that this country could be changed through policy analysis, especially coming from a young man. Mm-hmm. One thing they said was, well, if I put you up immediately, people would think that you've actually paid us to promote you. Mm-hmm. And it was speaking to a certain narrative, which meant that at the time, it was even difficult to have alternate views. So even though it was a turn-off, it was an opportunity. And I remember his advice. Well, you keep reading. I've seen your, re- your write-ups. At the time, I'd written for the Daily Telegraph, the Wall Street Journals at the time. He said, I've seen your write-ups. Just keep re- writing in the Ghanaian media. And we'll use that as a basis to get you onto the platform. You had the president of Imani Africa, Franklin Kujo, there. Now, there are a group of pretty Zongo girls who have suddenly become a social media sensation. Now, in one of their viral videos, their leader is seen holding a microphone and reciting some interesting quotes her colleagues respond to with glee. We've been sampling some of them for you. Secret Billions Fan Club. But people are talking about her rival live maps. What are, what are they saying? All right. So this one is from Atili Abatia who says, those overage cars without brakes, but her first aid kits should be taken off the road. And Kofi King says, these drivers are the cause of many accidents in Ghana. The last one is from Michael who says, most of these accidents are caused due to overtaking. Maybe it's time we consider dual lanes. And as the hashtag Arrival Live, I am MFR Poe. There's more news when you log on to myjournaline.com. Thanks so much for your company. Mr. Driver, life is not a dime. Oh, my brother, my brother. Change your mind, change your speed. Oh, 145, you go kill yourself. You go kill another. Makosia filler. But it's not like I'm nosy. I'll go out to find out the latest filler. It's just that I get 50 megabytes of data free after paying for only the first minute of every call. And so I just keep discovering stuff minute after minute. That's how come I was minding my business, scrolling through my timeline, and I found out Coco has a new baby. Hmm. Oh, and lastly, I learned Ken won the lottery. You see, Ken is my brother's friend. So hello. Look who's about to vote with the rich and famous. <laughs> Enjoy even more value with MTN Free After One. You only pay for the first minute of your call on MTN Free After One. And the rest is free. Plus, you enjoy free 50 megabytes worth of data to browse your favorite sites. Compare where? Open there. So dial star 315 hash to sign up. Good day for you everywhere you go. Terms and conditions apply. There's only one place to set your mood right when it's a Friday night. The Weekend Warmer with DJ Black. All the hot throwbacks, all the hottest tracks, all the light.
Sony's. Everything that's gonna make you laugh and put your mood right on a Friday. The weekend warmer on Joy 99.7 FM with DJ Black. 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Yeah. Slamming and breaking down the hits with DJ Black on the weekend warmer. Weekend warmer. Yes, my people. Yes, weekend warmer with DJ Black on Joy FM. change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. Winning strategies, nuggets of wisdom, unforgettable stories, all in one inspirational hour. Springboard your virtual university with Albert and Comfort Okran and guests. Planning is bringing the future into the present. A job is for the salaries, mundane, survival oriented and there's no passion, but a career has fulfillment, innovation, drive, a growth path is clear and you can build step by step all the way to the top. Matriculate at 7 p.m. and graduate at 8 p.m. every Sunday on Joy 99.7 FM and live on Facebook. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and Joy 99.7 FM and proudly sponsored by MTN, Enterprise Group, UMB Bank, and Axis Pension Trust with support from the graphic business. This is the Open House Party. This show is all about the hottest tracks, the latest hits, the freestyles, the amazing guests, the live phone is. It's your number one Saturday night show, the Open House Party, on the number one radio station, 8 p.m. to 12 midnight, with the one and only DJ Black. Hashtag Open House Party on all social media platforms. It's the Open House Party. Here on Joy 99.7 FM. hope to many around the globe transforming lives into legacies live in word with pastor mensa otobiel and now today's word my message is titled saying what god says saying what god says one of the important things uh, you learn after such a great conference and having experienced the supernatural power of God and the presence of God is, is to know how to bring into reality the things that God has given to you spiritually. God is a spirit and everything he does, he does it first spiritually before it becomes manifest physically. He's the God of all spirit and he's also the God of all flesh. But he begins from the spiritual before it gets to the physical. He begins from the invisible before it gets visible. So anytime God decides to deposit something into your life, he's going to start spiritually. And you have to learn how to bring the spiritual into physical manifestation. One of the ways to do that is to say what God says. Words are very powerful. God created all things by his word. 
and he upholds all things by his word. And his word in our mouth is as if he himself has spoken it. When you say what he says, it's as if he himself has spoken it. Words contain spiritual power. Words create an atmosphere and words construct our destiny. So, kindly turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews and chapter 13. And we would look at verses 5 and 6. Alright, Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Very interesting passage. First, the Apostle Paul talks about covetousness. That don't be covetous. Don't desire what other people have. And the reason you don't become covetous is because you also believe God will give you your own. If you believe God will give you your own, you don't go and steal what belongs to another person. If you believe God will give you your own wife, you don't take somebody's wife. If you believe God will give you your own husband, you don't take somebody's husband. If you believe God, you don't steal somebody's promotion or destroy somebody's promotion. The moment you are assured of what God has given to you, it changes your attitude. So don't be covetous because God will give you your own. Somebody say, God will give me my own. All right. Now, the reason we are not to be covetous is, is explained in the verse. And there are two concepts I want you to note in the verse we read. The verse 5 says, for he himself has said. And if your Bible is yours, kindly underline, for he himself has said for he himself God himself has said and that phrase he himself has said is the declared word of God that God has spoken and when God speaks he speaks to reveal himself when God speaks he speaks to reveal his will when God speaks, he speaks to reveal his intention. When God speaks, he speaks to demonstrate his power. For he himself has said. That's the first concept I want you to note. That God has spoken. Everybody say God has spoken. God has spoken. God himself has said. And then it tells us what God says. God himself has said. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Then the verse 6, there's a second concept I want you to note. For he himself has said, and verse 6 says, So we may boldly say. Everybody says, so we may boldly say. So, God has spoken. Why has God spoken? So we can speak. He himself has said, so we may boldly say. 
So when God speaks to us, he speaks to us so that we can have something to say. And so when you read the Bible, anytime you find God saying something, it is an opportunity for you to also say something. Anytime you hear God speaking to you, it is an opportunity for you to also say something. He has said, so we may boldly say. If God says, I have made you the head and not the tail, it is so that you can also say, I am the head and not the tail. So God's word out of God's mouth becomes our word in our own mouth. He says it so we can say it. Saying what God says is key to drawing the things that God has given you in the spiritual into manifestation in the world. Now that passage that Hebrew quotes that says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, is in the Old Testament. And I want us to look at that passage and whom it was spoken to. Genesis chapter 28 verse 15. There's a story of a man called Jacob. At this time in his life, he's in trouble because his older brother wants to kill him. So Jacob is running away. And as he runs away, he, he gets to a place called Bethel. Uh, at that time, it was not called Bethel. He named it Bethel later on. But he got to that place and uh, he was tired. So he lay down and picked a stone as his pillow. In the night, God spoke to him. And, and I want you to listen to what God said to Jacob when he felt alone. When he felt that he had nowhere to go and, and everything was against him. He had left his family. He didn't have much. Genesis 28, 15. This is what God says. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. I like that phrase. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. That, that's a sure promise from God. That he will not leave you until he has fulfilled his word to you. When God speaks to you, he doesn't just leave his word and abandon you. When he gives you his word, he works on you, he works on your case, and he never leaves you until he has fulfilled his word to you. So that's what God said to Jacob. Now, when you read Hebrews, Hebrews says, For he himself says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He was quoting from this verse what God said to Jacob. Then, when the writer of Hebrews says, for he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, he quoted another scripture. And the, and the part he quoted was from Psalm 27 verse 1. Psalm 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now that was spoken by David. God said to Jacob, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that David could say, 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? So when David is saying the Lord is my light and my salvation, according to Hebrews, he was mindful of what God said to Jacob. So what does that mean? When God spoke the first time, it wasn't to, it wasn't to David, it was to Jacob. But David took that word of Jacob for himself and declared it as God's word for himself. So many times you'll find in the Bible that God spoke to somebody, but you also, like David, can take that word and put that word in your mouth and declare it as God's word to you. For he has said, so that we may boldly say. A promise of protection or provision that God gives to someone in the Bible is also a promise to you. When God says something to Abraham, you can take that word of God to Abraham and speak it also in your own mouth. And it becomes God's word to you. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? The words we speak are important to our destiny. Your words will create your destiny. There's a story of a man in the Bible. We all know him, Abraham. Abraham is called the father of faith. And uh, God called Abraham to do some very interesting things. One of which was that he was going to have a lot of children. But when God called Abraham, he had no child. And eventually God cut a covenant with him. At the time God started working with him, his name was Abram. Abram means exalted father. Exalted father, that means more like a respected man. And God cut a covenant with Abraham and called him Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations. So from the day God the covenant with Abraham when people ask Abraham what's your name he will say Abraham father of many nations when Abraham is talking about himself he'll call himself Abraham father of many nations now what was Abraham doing he was putting the word of God in his mouth now it doesn't seem ridiculous now because we know the name Abraham as, as a name and so when, when somebody calls himself Abraham, we don't really think about the meaning. But for you to get a clear picture of what it was to Abraham to call himself father of many nations when he had no child, it's that you walking through the streets of Accra and you see a beggar by the roadside asking you for money. And you ask him, what's your name? And he says, Osikeni. Or rich man. Now, when that man calls, you say, he's asking you for money, means he's poor. What's your name? Osikini. Now, your first response is you're going to laugh at him. Because his name is inconsistent with his condition. His name doesn't reflect his reality. His name says he's rich. His reality says he's poor. That's what God did to Abraham. So after God cuts a covenant with Abraham and Abraham goes back and tells Sarah, guess what? I am now a father of many nations. 
Sarah probably would look at him and say, what's going on with my husband? 